Good evening, all you guys, gals, and followers of the Berg News. This is Jack, the owner of the Berg News. And on this Saturday night, I kind of wanted to start or maybe record an episode of a podcast. And I've never done this before. I was featured on one back in June uh, on my good buddy New York Jets Empire podcast uh i don't know if you guys listen to that but uh i enjoyed it i've never hosted one before but um you know i thought tonight why not give it a shot and uh see see what you guys think i guess i would just start maybe by talking about the 2020 overview of this Steelers team and obviously the highlight of that would be the return of the king big ben and you know i mean everyone everyone knew last year when he went down it was going to be difficult to win any any type of big games any make the playoffs i mean the Steelers went eight and eight without him and that's fantastic i mean i in my opinion mike tomlin was my culture of the year the way he coached up the defense to make up for the lack of offense and uh, I thought that was that was an amazing coaching job. That was his best coaching job in his career, I think, personally, to go 8-8 eight eight with the poor quarterback play. I mean, you know, respect to Mason and Duck, but, you know, they're not Big Ben. But, yeah, he Big Ben coming back is definitely the highlight of 2020. And I think another thing I thought was interesting this offseason – I uh, actually just did a post on this not too long ago. It's that the Steelers seem to be all in on James Conner as he enters a contract year. This is the last year of his rookie deal. And the thing with James Conner is he's he's a very talented player. He's very good when he's healthy. But his durability is a question. And he seems to not be able to be available all the time and he misses time with injuries but i mean i love the guy uh still a nation loves him regardless of if people think he should be a starting running back or not uh it's a great feel-good story you know i mean beating non-hodgkin's lymphoma coming back i mean the dude is just incredible and i love him and you know i i hope he balls out i hope he stays healthy i hope he plays all 16 and i hope I hope he um I hope he earns a contract here. Really I do. It's just that every single year in the league that he's played, he's been hurt in some way. And uh, I was ex- honestly personally I was expecting the Steelers to draft a quarter a uh, running back, excuse me, in the second round, which was their first pick. Um JK Dobbins was available at their pick and I I would have bet everything that he was going to be their pick. But, you know, they went with Claypool, which I'm fine with, you know, now looking at it. He's uh, another huge-bodied receiver for for Big Ben. But, uh, yeah, James Conner, he's going he's gonna to really have to hold it down this year if he wants to come back. And, it's, you know, it's interesting when you look at the running back situation in Pittsburgh because this offseason there were some names out there, and currently actually because, you know, the – Big storyline of Leonard Fournette being cut by the Jags. 
this dude put up 1,600 scrimmage yards, and that was a that was a rough team last year that the Jags put out. And he still he still balled. Uh, he averaged over four yards a carry, uh, over 500 receiving yards, 76 catches. I mean, the guy showed out last year. And uh, you know, Steeler fans, we all remember what he did to Pittsburgh in the uh, divisional in 2017. Um, I even Jerome Bettis. Even he had uh, signed off on uh, the idea of the Steelers picking up Fournette. He uh, figured that, you know, it would only be adding more talent to the team. And uh, I think it would have helped from a depth perspective. I don't know if Fournette would have started. I think he would have, but even if he didn't, if Connor gets hurt, Connor misses time, you can still be splitting carries, you know, a one-two punch, kind of like what the Saints did with Kamara and Ingram a couple years ago when they were probably, if not the best, one of the best uh, back duos in the NFL. But, um, and obviously, we got Adrian Peterson, who is a free agent now. Uh, I mean, he's older, obviously, but him being cut by Washington, that was uh, that surprised most people. Uh, he's still... Uh, he's got doubters every year, every off season, saying he's gonna fall off or he's washed. And then, you know, he enters that year. He, he, and it's not that he's still maybe a workhorse, but he gets good yards per carry. He gets yards after contact. He's never been much of a rece- receiving back, you know, catching the football. But I mean, the guy is still. I think he's still got a good amount of. Uh, a good amount left in the tank as far as his playing career. And um, back when back when things were going south with Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers, really, they considered signing Adrian Peterson. They were thinking about it, but it uh, never, never came to fruition, obviously. But uh, even with him out there, it doesn't seem like, you know, they're, they're uh, very interested. They haven't... I don't think they're... Uh, gonna make a move for him so that's um that's big for the run game because um it looks like Anthony McFarland is probably gonna be the number two running back now that that guy he uh he's fast he's a fast player he's uh he's got the big playability uh I mean he gets the ball if he hits the hole if he gets out in the open he's gone no one's gonna catch him um I can't remember I think it was versus Ohio State he had two touchdowns in the first quarter and they were both uh either 50 near 50 yard touchdowns I mean the guy is just he's super fast he's super agile and um I'm, I'm glad they were able to get him I think that's a good pickup um so yeah still surprised a little not totally surprised I guess if they're gonna buy in to James Conner but I'm still a little bit surprised they didn't draft someone like uh, like a J.K. Dobbins, who was available. But you know that's not uh, that's here nor there. They're going to be rolling with James Conner, and I guess we have to uh, as well as fans of the Steelers. We just got to hope hope he puts his best foot forward this year and stays healthy. And yeah, uh, he's going to be running behind an offensive line that last year was a little bit banged up here and there you know it didn't really look like itself but it's still the coming into this year 
it still looks really solid. Uh, I mean, we lost Ramon Foster to retirement, but um, they were able to get uh, Steven Wisnowski, who, interestingly enough, has started in the past two Super Bowls, the first one for the Eagles and last year for the Chiefs, and he's a two-time Super Bowl champion with uh, two different teams. And, you know, he's a, um, he's a solid starter, even though it doesn't look like he's going to be starting. But uh, it's a solid pickup. I really that's one of the most underrated one of the most underrated pickups of this offseason for Pittsburgh. Um, you still got Chucks and Zach Banner battling it out for right tackle. Uh, it sounds like uh, Chucks has the advantage right now uh, in camp, but you know we'll. Uh, We'll see now that camp's over if uh, he's going to be named starter. Uh, he actually did a pretty good job a couple years back against Von Miller in Denver. Uh, he had some help, obviously, you know, chop blocks and all, but uh, he held his own. He did a good job. I was very impressed with him. So um, a couple years later, you know, with more development and showing solid camp, uh, I got faith in him. I think he can do a fantastic job. Uh, at right tackle. And then you also... Yeah, because they're moving Matt Filer, who's been playing right tackle for the Steelers. They're moving him to guard to take over for Ramon Foster. So they're doing a little bit of reshuffling on the offensive line. But, you know, I think it's still going to be solid. If they have to, they could always reshuffle, reshuffle again. Put Wisnowski at guard, start him, and then put Filer back at tackle if something goes wrong. So, you know, they got options. It's not said and done, no matter what happens, but I'm excited for them. Uh, I think the Goon Squad is still going to be, it might not be what it was, you know, in 2016, 2017, but it's still going to be a top 10 offensive line, I think. It's going to be really solid. And obviously, uh, the defensive side of the football, I mean, Steelers top five in basically every single category. Uh, you got a lot of people saying the Steelers have the best defense in the league. Uh, certainly the best in the division, I think. Uh, Ravens got a good one. They got a good defense, but I'm taking the Steelers' defense. You know, I mean, I'm being unbiased right now. <laughs> I know I'm a Steeler page, but uh, I would. I honestly would take them over a lot of other defenses. I think losing Hargrave was... It, it wasn't... It wasn't what I saw. I really thought Hargrave was going to get extended last summer. And I saw an article from, I think, The Athletic that said they were expecting him to be extended then. And I, I'm shocked he wasn't because he, he was a force in the middle. He was extremely underrated playing D-tackle. But, um, you know, he signed with Philadelphia and he got hurt this training camp. I don't know if that would have happened in Pittsburgh, but I mean, that... That sucks for him. I hope he, uh, hope he gets back on his feet soon. But with the departure of Hargrave, the Steelers are getting back Stephon Tuitt, who missed a majority of 2019 with injury. But they're getting him back. I uh, don't know if this is going to happen, but personally, I would expect to see Cam Hayward playing a lot of defensive tackle. And I think Tuit is just going to go back to playing defensive end. And I think I think the D-line, I think it's still going to be obviously really good. Even with um, 
with Hargrave leaving. I think it's still got a ton of talent. Um, so they're they're gonna hold it down. They're gonna be great, I think. Uh, let's see here. On the back end, the Steelers made a couple signings. Um, I think one of the more standoutish ones was safety Curtis Riley. Uh, he only played three games for the Raiders last year, but in 2018, he was an every game starter for the Giants, and he recorded four interceptions. So you know he's a little bit of a ball hawk. You know he, uh, I understand stats can lie. So you know he might not be a standout type starter, but as far as depth and creating a turnover, maybe great sign by Colbert. He did his homework out there. And obviously we got Terrell Edmonds. You know he's been under a lot of fire from Steeler fans uh, for his lack of development in coverage. Last year I think he gave up uh, over 130 passer rating in coverage. So you know that's <laughs> that's really not great. But hopefully I he it sounded like he had a really good camp. So maybe this is his uh, this is his breakout year, you know, third year in the league. Maybe he's finally got some footing and he understands the game and the system a little bit better. And I mean, he and his uh, his crime partner back there, Minka, that dude, he's a top three, top two safety in the game. Uh, he's <laughs> he's a turnover machine. And even if the turnovers fell off a little bit towards the end of the year, that's just because teams weren't targeting him. He <laughs> he wasn't getting targeted because they knew he. He was gonna, if he got his hands on that thing, he was going to get a pick or a, a, a fumble recovery or something. They avoided him. So he's he's locked down for that for that back end. That was a fantastic trade from Colbert last year. Because it, it showed that even though Big Ben went down, they weren't willing to just, you know, throw their hands up and give up. They wanted to win football games. And, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, but... They went eight and eight, and they were they would have been the seventh seed, and under this new playoff format, they would have been in. So that's that's damn impressive from uh, the front office. Uh, yeah, I guess with the fifty-three man roster that just came out today, um, I guess a couple surprises. It was a little bit tougher to keep track of um, the this. Uh, the off-season training and everything, you know, due to COVID, you know, no preseason, a lot of guys lost their uh, opportunities there to try and make a roster and actual gameplay. Um, so, you know, uh, guys like it was uh, Bandy, he did he didn't make it, and uh, I saw one of his comments. He was upset. I don't know if upset's the right word, but he was uh, kind of sad that. There was there weren't any preseason games, and he wasn't able to showcase what he could actually do on a field in a live game. So um, yeah, and he didn't make it. So that you know that's a bummer. But um, then you got guys like Ray Ray McLeod, though. I mean, he got picked up by the Steelers. I didn't know if he was gonna make the roster. Um, I thought it might have just been a camp body, but apparently he. Uh, I mean, he cracked the fifty three. And he's gonna probably gonna be uh, on return duties in week one. So I mean, <laughs> shout out to him! Congratulations to him, man. He, uh, I guess he put together a fantastic camp, enough to beat out some of the other guys like Ryan Switzer. Switzer, um, 
you know, he, he was under heat last year from the Steelers, from uh, the Steelers fans, because he, he wasn't a, a great returner, which was kind of where he was used most. And in 2018, though, he he didn't put up eye-popping numbers, you know, but he was solid with Big Ben. He, uh, he came out of the slot a lot, and, um, you know, he was solid if he needed a conversion. I remember during that Panthers blowout, uh, there were a couple times Roethlisberger looked to him out of the slot and uh, hit him for a first down. But um, I guess they're um, they're good to go. They're 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 comfortable with the receivers they got on the roster and uh, going through it. It looks the Steelers have a great starting lineup out there, and I think with Deontay Johnson and James Washington on the outside then you got Juju in the slot that's that's a that's a uh, matchup nightmare for those nickel corners with Juju in there especially with Big Ben back you know he's been um I think what Colbert said when he said we might be getting a uh better version of Big Ben I I wasn't sure about that you know this is a this was a pretty big injury but when I was watching videos and clips of Big Ben throwing the ball in camp he was he was zipping it he was putting some heat on that football and you know he was fitting it in tight windows he was getting it over the top of defenders he was able to loft it he his arm actually looks better than it did before strength wise uh and honestly i think he's still going to be just as accurate as he was before and you know a, a big band that's 70% of what he used to be that's that's better than anything that Rudolph or Duck could play out there. I mean, I love those guys, but I mean, 70% of Big Ben. That's probably good for at least a couple more games. Steelers can go 10 and 6, you know, off of an 8 and 8 last year. So that's that's going to be huge for Pittsburgh in 2020. Unfortunately, they're going to have to do it in front of no fans for the first couple games. It's still, a, it's still an odd concept, you know, with all this crazy stuff going on in the world and you know the the United States not having fans or having limited capacity fans of football games um kickoff this Thursday actually at Arrowhead they're allowing I think 22% capacity and you know that's not a lot but you know what um as long as there are fans there I'm happy that that's awesome so you know I'm happy for that that should make kickoff seem a little more, you know, a little more exciting, a little more. It should bring a little bit more normalcy back, you know, being able to see some fans in the stands. Um, but yeah, uh, ladies and gents, this was um my first time hosting my own podcast episode, and uh, I guess I uh, I figured I'd start off with the overview of this year's Steeler team. So, um, yeah, I'm going to put this in my bio, which you guys should uh, see. And um, I really hope, if you're listening, I really hope you liked it. And, um, you know, give me some feedback. Shoot me a DM on Berg News and uh, tell me if you liked it or tell me a topic you'd you'd maybe want me to talk about. Tell me if, um, just tell me if this is something you guys will want me to do, a podcast. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for following. I started my page when I was a senior in high school back in January of 2017. 
and um you know it's been a it's been a fantastic journey with you guys following me i mean i'm up over sixteen thousand followers now and like <laughs> saying that number it seems crazy to me because like i never thought i would be able to get to that number but like i mean i'm still going up and like that's thanks to you guys man you guys are giving me feedback you guys are commenting liking my stuff um i love you guys seriously you guys have given me awesome purpose with uh with the berg news so uh thank you guys again and uh yeah show me some feedback thank you <laughs>